Welcome to the X-Men Roundtable, an amazing group of divorced men who show up each week to a candid and short discussion about life after divorce from our various and unique experiences. I'm Jason Blount. Thank you for joining me and my friends Peter Hobler, Dustin Drun, Larry McGinnis, and Stuart Young. Here we walk shoulder to shoulder with other divorced dads simply trying to do one right thing after another as we share about relationships, fatherhood, ex-spouses, mindset, and much more. This is the X-Men Roundtable. All right, it's a conversation. Uh, our special guests today are Dustin and Jason, who are also mm. Hope, my co-hosts. But uh, <laughs> it seems like they're both involved in um, crossing thresholds, I think, is a the most general term and what I find interesting is they are crossing thresholds in a new way in a new way that they're not used to and there's some uh discomfort involved which which I think comes part and parcel with uh uh exploring new territory so uh Jason or Dustin who wants to uh do we want to backtrack our conversation a little bit? And uh, I don't know how. I guess we just got to go. Maybe, maybe lay can, up, lay out some background, and uh, and uh, sure. we'll fill in the blanks. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll just, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll. So Jason and I are both in the dating world right now, and um, and I was, we were just both talking about, um, you know, what that looks like for each of us, and what we're all ex- both experiencing with with things and. I was reminiscing a little bit about how in my last relationship, how it felt different from my marriage and how I changed and decided to be different in, in this next quote unquote new version of myself. And I was saying, you know, uh, when you're in a new relationship, when you're meeting somebody new and you get a chance to kind of try things out. Um, and I mean that in the most respectful way, but I mean, in yourself, like with your mentality of what that relationship looks like um, either to the other person or how you're going to be different in this relationship. And I was stating that when I, in my the beginning of my last dating relationship, it was so different from my marriage because I decided and made kind of a conscious decision to not say no to things and to be more open and to be more adventurous and to be more daring and, and uh, communicative. And I made a really, um, conscious decision and choice to do those things and to be that kind of a person conversely to how I was or felt that I was in my marriage. Um, And so it it gives us a chance to a a fresh start and to try, you know, to see how things work out with a new person. Um, And uh, so it was a good chance of, it was a good opportunity for self-discovery for me um, and still is because I'm still in the dating world. And, um, so I get to I get to see it as a new a new start, right? So um, so we always talk about the next best version of ourselves in this podcast in this group, and so we are literally between the two of us. And I think even if you're in a relationship, or even if you're in a marriage, or you know in the process of a divorce, you you always have the opportunity to kind of discover the next best version of yourself. I think just because if you're in a relationship doesn't close you off to the idea of discovering who you could be next. Right. So anyway, that was my, that was what we were talking about when Larry decided we should 
hit the button and go. So Jason, what, what are your thoughts on all that? Nothing. Okay. No, I'm kidding. Cool. Um, no, uh, I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, what, what I discovered was much like you was out of the last relationship. There was things that there's points of reflection. This is the adult book voice of me speaking the there's points of reflection where you realize where you could have showed up better and where you, where you didn't why you didn't and things that in, in your relationship that just weren't working it runs the gambit and that's why you're no longer in that relationship and then coming out of it i realized that there's part of my identity that i had lost and then the confidence and boldness that to speak truthfully on areas because things get covered up i cover things up things get covered up uh relationship doesn't really work out so you the part of the world in some cases um you have to kind of rediscover your identity and be bold enough to step out and, and speak kind of a new language so when uh i wasn't looking to, to date anybody and just it the situation presented itself where i asked somebody out and i decided um uh, before that, that when I do go out, I'm I'm going to go pretty much. I'm going to say what I want to say. I want to be three things. I want to be bold. I want to be authentic. Bold, bold in terms of not to the point of confrontation, not to the point of argumentative, not in a negative sense. But I want to speak honestly and clearly. Uh, I want to be bold. I want to be authentic, vulnerable, and then the last part is I want to be playful. I don't want to be. It's fine to be serious and have serious discussions, but I want to have a lighter tone to myself. I want to have a lighter tone to the relationship where we could say literally uh, anything at a dinner table at a restaurant and and, and not be upsetting to one another. Is that a joking? Is that a departure from how you were in your last relationship, like in your marriage, or is that a big change in who you were before? Um, I think I think we all set out on the best of intentions, what we think we how we want to show up, and then over the course of time, things kind of a road things get challenged things get covered up we protect ourselves um i don't want to speak negatively negatively about the last relationship here but what i would say is that those things happen with me that there are areas that eroded down things that i wanted to show up did, um didn't feel like they were allowed to show up or, or receive that well and so you start protecting yourself you start shutting down you don't show up as authentic as you want to and then you in the first place so coming out of that it's like okay i just got i mean uh, the it, it is so fundamental basic mom and dad said this friends say this be yourself be yourself what does that mean and that that really it comes down to that and it's really being okay with yourself and if there's areas that need to improve then improve them but also be thankful be grateful for who you are be thankful for your sense of humor, for your sense of timing, for your sincerity, for your appreciation for somebody. And, and there's always room to grow. There's, there's in that relationship building, there's times where you learn what the other person likes. If you're going to give them yellow flowers and they're allergic to yellow flowers, you don't give them that anymore. You give them flowers they appreciate. So there's obvious things like that, but there's also some things that you just don't surrender that part of yourself, your own values, your beliefs, and and oh, avoiding being the nice guy to say the right thing, mm -hmm. just to be to to make to get rid of conflict or 
if I'm a Republican, somebody's a Democrat, and I I start going, I start surrendering my views to make myself more appealing to the other person, or religiously, or on some kind of philosophical issue, then that's being a nice guy. And I said, I'm not going to be a nice guy. I'm going to be a good man, and I'm going to speak my truth, and I'm going to allow for difference of beliefs and have a discussion, but I'm not going to surrender myself. I'm not going to be just a nice guy to fit in. Mm -hmm. And I want to be playful too. I want to, like I said, I just want to be able to, uh, I can have a very um, coarse humor. I can have a dry humor. Um, I can be very flirtatious and I never say anything out of intention to purposely harm somebody or to embarrass somebody. And I want to be able to talk freely about some things that are a little sensitive, some things that are flirtatious, some things that are close to the heart, some things that are, um sensitive about you know my kids or just whatever it might be and let it be okay to be talked about um where we don't have to be in a whisper or worry about upsetting one another and to put that at the forefront of a relationship has been really really good for me and because you, you already established to make um not expectations you've established some agreements on how we're going to communicate how we're going to talk and you've made an agreement that this is who i am and you understand my intentions so it's really allowed for some very, very good conversations on the front end because there's been a clear stance on my on my part, on my masculine energy, who I am, what my values are, what my direction in life is, um, what my standards are, those sort of things. And it's all it's not said in a very concrete, um, unyielding way. It's just a matter of fact, this is who I am. This is just the same as I've got brown hair, two hands, two eyes, one nose, wear glasses wear shorts and a t-shirt that's that's a fact and it's not it's not in your face it's not confrontational it's just stating who you are and be comfortable in it and being able to do that being comfortable in saying these things i found was so uncomfortable but once i did it and it was well received well confidence builds confidence and and i said that if i do something or say something and she doesn't like it then it's not going to be a condemnation on me or her, it's just going to be the understanding that there, there's a place where it may not be a good fit. And the more time you more time you figure that out, you realize, well, there's really no reason going any farther in this relationship, as opposed to just being the nice guy and going along with the flow. And you get down the road and you realize, I'm not who I said I was going to be. And I don't really like this relationship, but I don't know how to get out of it now. Let me ask you guys something. Um, so you're, you're both moving into new relationships <clears throat> and at least well i think both of you are like you want to be a little different well in your case jason maybe a lot different than you were bef before as you cross this threshold so i bet before uh in your previous relationships and stuff you, you probably felt like you're being a pretty authentic jason and you were doing what you do what jason does and all this. but as you mm -hmm. As you're making this conscious decision to be the next better version of yourself, the authentic how does that line up with your authenticity or new authenticity? Or you see what I'm saying? I mean, well, I can give you an example. Maybe if I hit the go back button a little bit, um, well, I went in with really good intentions in in the last relationship when conflicts arose. And there's, there's a, well, just the, 
if conflicts arose, and let's say there's there's no compromise, so there's a choice to be made. There's no compromise. Something's got to yield. And if I decide I'm going to yield, then I'm surrendering part of my identity. We're not really coming to an understanding of one another. I'm just surrendering myself and my and I'm limiting myself. I'm being a nice guy to just try and get along, apologizing, um, going along with, as opposed to being true to who I am. And and also that that's um and in doing that, I should say there's a little bit of an erosion of who I, how I want to show up. And so going forward, it's, it's establishing that again and, and then testing it out at each conflict is to stay true to my values. And it's also a different personality than I've gone out with before. So we approach problems differently and that in and of itself is, difficult has its own difficulties because it's uncomfortable it's a different way of discussing things because i'm looking for a reaction i'm not getting it and I'm, what does that mean it's not the same reaction i'm used to getting so at least actually deeper questions and and intimacy and understanding of one another and uh well, there was something that dustin said i was going to key off of but i forgot forgot that i'll come back to what that was um well what while you're thinking what about you uh dustin well um Two things. Um, well, first off, I just want to respond to something that Jason said earlier, and that it was in my mind about um, communication. And you know, you're setting up these expectations with somebody new, and also making like creating new neural pathways about who you're going to be with this next new person or whatever. For me, it was just like, all right, like I said before, I'm going to make a conscious decision to be different than I was in this last relationship, um, or and it's going to, and we're going to see how that plays out. Um, so communication a, and then also just being able to like communicate that that's your in intention with this new person too. Like, Hey, I'm going to, I I'm, I'm not used to this, you know, to being with a person who is as accepting or what I feel is as accepting as you are with certain things that I want to say or do, or, you know, what I want to do, who I want to be. Um, and so being able to share that that is, the, you know, you're kind of in this experimental phase with this person, that you're in this kind of self-discovery phase with this person and explaining that to the other person, I think, opens up the um, the channel of communication of mind that, that I wanted to, that popped up in my mind is something that Tony Robbins says is that if you treat a relationship in the at the end of or in the middle of a relationship like you did the very beginning of a relationship there would never be an end of the relationship it says something along those lines where you know you always always want to like you know in the beginning when you fall someone you're like you know like oh wash the dishes and then you know years down the line when they ask you the same question and you're like i don't want to you know She's asking me to take out the garbage again, you know, that whole thing. Um, so treating the relationship uh, along the way, you talk about erosion. And I think part of the part that with erosion goes with that is also, and protection is, you know, you start to get careful around the other person and you forget, like you were saying, you forget, um, you know, you kind of fall into this pattern of, let's say, predictability or um, uh, monotony or whatever in a relationship over time. and 
that becomes kind of who you are in this new, like you kind of wear down the path of that. And, and you maybe sometimes forget about how exciting it was in the very beginning and how, um, how you felt about a person. And so, and, and you know, you're trying to find in the dating world, um, you know, we're trying to uh, re-experience that and relive that and find that again and, and be a little bit more, you know, find that adventure and that fun. Um, so uh, I don't know if that answered your question about what the original question was, Larry, but that's, you know, um, well, what I guess my, my question, was. yeah, my, my question was, you know, you, there, you had an authenticity yeah. uh, before going into this relationship and now you're, you've crossed this threshold into a new relationship. Mm -hmm. How does authenticity line up with that? Well, I think that has to be your new authenticity. I think, like I said, the, your new, the new version of yourself should maybe include um, improving how you show up as authentically. Like, even if that means it's authentic for you to say something or to, like you were saying, Jason, not be the nice guy all the time and stand up for yourself a little bit more or say something in a kind way that doesn't um, compromise who you think you are, you know, and being able to like express it to somebody or the other person in a way that is, you know, uh, collaborative and nurturing and loving. And, you know, it really, um, but also something that Peter said a long time ago was when he would be considered arrogant because he was calm, you know, the whole thing, <laughs> like about not being not confrontational. I've also had that experience where, you know, I get back into this kind of like, I guess a coaching mindset in the relationship. And I'm like, you know, um, I think we could really communicate, but, and then they were like, F you, Dustin, you know, you're, <laughs> you know, self-righteous, blah, 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 you're BS, whatever, you know, and you're like, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just trying to communicate in a calm and kind of objective way about how I'm show, trying to show up with you. So anyway, I don't know if that's, right. <laughs> I don't know. If, yeah. Well, so. Let me get, let me get an audience reaction here. So Peter. Well, I, I've been trying to wait for uh, Dustin and Jason to finish because I had some thoughts here. So. It seems to me there's a combination of heightened awareness and I, I actually, I guess I'll call it heightened awareness of past fears. Because it, it seems to me, I know looking back through my life, different relationships can condition us to be fear-based. We're afraid um, when somebody gets upset, we're afraid of upsetting them again and getting angry, whatever it is. So when we talk about being authentic, it seems to me each of you, Dustin and Jason, have this super heightened awareness that you really are, are keen in, you know who you are, and you want to be that, that person, you want to be that individual, that man, that, that partner, whatever it is in, in the situations you're in. And that means fear, you're getting rid of it. You're letting it go. And you're talking about things, especially Jason, for some of the things you were sharing. I thought that was phenomenal. You guys, the, the two of you seem to have uh, this mutual understanding because you've talked about it, that it's okay to share anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And if the other person thinks it's not okay or doesn't like something you said, they'll simply tell you. And often communications, I've said this for years, it's not just what you say, it's how you say what you say. Because mm -hmm. you can shift, change how you're saying something and the other person won't get upset. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. it's received totally differently. Yeah, because yeah. I think the thing is they know our intentions. So we've we've let our intentions be known. So so if something's said that they can think the better, we can think the better of one another when those things come up. I I, I like I appreciate what you what you noticed. I like yeah, that. And, I agree to it. And uh, you know, and you guys give each other the benefit of the doubt. I think instead of just jumping to a conclusion, which we've all been through that with past relationships, mm-hmm. um, you give each other the benefit of the doubt, ask a question. Clarify, mm-hmm. what did you actually mean by that? I want to make sure I understand because I'm feeling upset or frustrated or belittled, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but anyway, you know, I have, I that was awesome. You know, I have learned to phrase out just a little differently because I, I like the energy of, I want to understand her better. As opposed to saying this. scares me or I just want to focus on my fear because they're, they're there I just don't want to lead with that but that's that's the truth that is there but I I go from the standpoint of I want to make connection which I found out is very sexy <laughs> that the woman because she identifies that as I mean that <laughs> I mean in a very positive sense not necessarily sexual but yeah. that the fact that I'm asking her something because I want to make better connections with her and understand her versus I'm feeling a little inferior right now I'm feeling mm-hmm. a little scared um, inside that's there. I just lead with the other part of it. And that's another thing with what I've been um, living up to is more of a masculine stance when I'm dealing with her. And when um, we first started texting, uh, she was out of state. And I said, you know, when I see you at the airport, I'm going to be, I'm going to give you a big kiss, a big and a very passionate hug. I told her what I was going to do. Uh, we went out to dinner one night and I said, I'd like you to wear the yellow dress. I told her what I, what, I want dress I wanted to see see her in. She really liked that. And I didn't go from the standpoint of being an ogre about it or being demanding. I just said, I'd like to see it in this yellow dress. It's very pretty on you. And she loved that. And again, not maybe not all women appreciate that, but this one does. And it it aligned with my desire to be more bold and to say what I want. And it, it really gave more permission in deeper areas to to tell to say how I feel about things how what I want and, and it's really it, we even talked we even joked about dating in terms of well this is an, it's really just an experiment we took kind of the the tension out of it and so in that experiment we've there was one meal we were talking about something highly sexual and then flip of the coin we're talking about our faith in god and bible verses because nothing was judged as being taboo or bad or good it was all just things that were important to us and in that light it was really pretty cool because we were talking about anything and everything at the table with no inference of what they said is is, is too much over the top or insulting or 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 a uh, against my faith or too um too risque it was just kind of it was things important to us and i and i love that um and one more thing that's the thing you said that i really liked is to be a yes man is uh there's things that get in the habit of being a nice guy just not venturing out maybe you don't feel bold anymore or emboldened so she wanted to go play tennis yeah i haven't played tennis since 20s so let's go do it um, she wants to go salsa dancing. Okay, but I get a two drink head start. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> um, so we're going to go salsa dancing in a couple of weeks. Going to take a lesson. Nice. 
um, to be a yes man in terms of yeah. try new yeah. things, yeah. be playful, to to to, to get, step out of the box. The norm, the, what was normal before needs needs to some of those things need to to die down to, to let new yeah. growth happen. So to be a yes man in a positive way. Um, you know, we've been talking about relationships in terms of uh, like romantic relationships, but I think when you when we cross these thresholds into uh, and and changing the way we uh, operate uh, doesn't necessarily confine itself to romantic relationships. It could be a business. You know, if you're going to change jobs, you can you can change your mindset, change your attitudes, change your uh, how you're going to approach challenges as you change into your new job or meet a new acquaintance, you know, a friend or acquaintance or something like that. So I, I don't think we need to steer our conversation that direction, but I maybe later, uh, but I just wanted to point out that we're not limiting ourselves to just romantic relationships because there's dozens of different kinds. Uh, guys, this has been a great conversation. Um, any final parting thoughts? Me? Dustin, <laughs> no, I think I, I took a lot of air time. Um, I guess, you know, um, I'll speak for myself. My call to action for myself is to continue to have this kind of adventurous spirit, not be, um, not relive the past so much in my new, the, the things that are coming down the road, try not to, at least. I mean, I think we all use those things as like points of reference. But like, I would say, use them as, for again, for me, as a place that you came from, like a place that you're maybe trying to move away from or what worked, what didn't. Um, and then finding the commonalities with another person or whatever, if that, if that makes sense. Um, and and just like you said, kind of going boldly forward. And, and um, I like what you said, Peter, about fear, um, um, feeling the fear and doing it anyway, kind of a thing and taking a shot, shoot your shot, see what happens, you know. Um, uh, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine just told me the other day, it's all about volume, because I'm just in this kind of new space with, with, you know, I don't know, dating apps and that kind of thing. So she's just like, just what anyone that looks interesting, you just, just swipe right on them and see what happens. So I'm trying for volume, we'll see what happens. Well, you have to get through your uh, 10 no's to get the one yes, That's right? it. It's all a numbers game. 100% <laughs> it's a numbers game, for sure. Definitely. Anybody else? No? Just I, no? I, for, for me, being the only one that's remarried in the group here, it's interesting. I think a lot of what you're saying, you can also bring to a married relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because we tend to get comfortable. We tend to take things for granted. We, At least for me, sometimes I tend to react. I had one of those moments yesterday. And I want to make sure I'm sort of stepping back, being more patient and aware and loving, all mixed in the same bag, and making, and making life more fun. Let's go try something brand new, mm. you know, whatever it is. So we've been talking about going for a bike ride all summer. Haven't even done it yet. So uh, it's supposed to be a little cooler here this weekend. So I'm going to hone in on that. And let's let's go on nice. a little uh, wine picnic bike ride. 
just do yeah. something different, but making it fun. So I, I appreciate you guys opening up, sharing, and uh, I know it it helped me in a positive way. And I, I certainly hope and pray it does everyone that, that's watching and listening in. So thank you guys for that. Yeah. And I might just point out, you know, fear was brought up a couple of times. And I think fear only pops up when something new is getting ready to come up because our caveman brains are wired that way to fear new stuff. Uh, and it stops being fearful once you've done that thing. And that's when confidence pops up. So uh, uh, anyway, I just want to throw that in. Um, okay, I'm going to wrap up. Guys, thanks so much. And uh, thank you for everybody listening, watching. And uh, put your comments down below. All right, guys. We'll see you around. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Take care, everybody. Well, I'd say that's a wrap. We hope that our time together has inspired you, lifted you up, and given you hope. We all know how difficult divorce is, and so we believe it's important to share these things and let you know that you're not alone. As a man, as a father, as a human being, it matters how you show up in this world. So hang in there. Now, if you like what you got out of this episode, please be sure and hit the subscribe button below and leave us a comment or review. Oh, and please be sure to recommend it to a friend as well. Now, for more information about this episode and about us X-Men, simply check out the episode description. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or just want to drop us a comment or a question, you can reach us at thexmenroundtable at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'll support you in any way that we can. Now, until next week, friends, this has been the X-Men Roundtable.